0: Everyone! Uh, welcome to another episode of Choices Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here, and again today I just have an absolutely fantastic guest. I, I have been so excited for this interview because I just <laughs> fell in love with Amy and her voice and everything about her. We have with us today Amy Barbera. She is a happy Woo, Hello. fun-loving, see, you can see it already. Yeah. Bubbly the girl, not yeah. afraid to open her heart to the world. She's an accomplished live performer and professionally trained session vocalist that has dedicated her time to helping others time and time again. And she's going to talk about her amazing albums, everything she does. So first off, welcome, Amy. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have Hi. you here. It's a happy day.
1: It is a happy day. <laughs> Beautiful weather here in South Florida. Oh, yeah. Love <laughs> like it. Like 80s. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's a burr here in, in Washington. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Like Like years ago, we couldn't do this, like interviews like this. Yeah. And now with all the technology, we can just do interviews from anywhere all over the world. Mm-hmm. So
0: fantastic. Let's let's begin today, Amy, with having you share a bit of your background and what brought you to where you're at today.
1: Wow. Well, I'm originally from Hagerstown, Maryland, which is a very small town in Maryland. We have one Walmart and four high schools. So when I moved to South Florida, I thought it was like big city, you know, Um, (laughs) and, and I always love to sing since I was small but I didn't really have a lot of confidence uh, but in elementary school I entered a talent contest against the whole school and I sang my favorite things from the sound of music and I actually won I was I don't remember like maybe second grade third grade and I won money so that kind of boosted my self-esteem but I never it wasn't something like that I knew that it would be my destiny in life Um, and then in my teen years, I developed the eating disorder, anorexia. I don't know if you're familiar with eating disorders. Um, so I went through a terrible period of, um, I got to about 80 pounds, which I'm like 125 pounds now. You wouldn't believe it. 80 pounds and went through very deep therapy. And it was through the journey of healing from anorexia is where I decided that I wanted to move away from home. It kind of, it was through that healing process and, you know, forgiveness and, you know, I actually, my mom and I are so close. I actually take care of my mom now. Mm -hmm. Um, but at that, you know, when you're a teenager, you fight. And so as I was healing from the eating disorder, I also, you know, went to my mother and I said, I'm so sorry. And, um, and that's when I decided to move away, but I have a, I, I love fashion. I got best dressed in high school. So I went originally moved here and went to the art Institute for fashion. Um, and so, but I knew at that time I wasn't meant to to sing. I just, I knew like, it was like, I wasn't, I hadn't quite given my life to the Lord at that time, but it was like, God was speaking to me. And, uh, I took a year off from college. I saved money. I worked as a waitress, planned the whole thing. And I'll never forget. I worked at Pizza Hut as I was going through the process. I was like 20, 21, 2021. And this girl, Becky, I used to work with. She said, one day, you're going to be a big singer. It was like God was giving a word through her, and she since passed away. She's very young. She, I think she either got murdered or something in my hometown, but it was really crazy. But anyhow, I'll never forget that, her saying that to me. And then I moved to South Florida. Uh, I went to the Art Institute, and six months into moving to Florida is when I gave my life to the Lord. I went to a church, and the pastor and the whole church said, your destiny is to sing, and... The pastor said, I want you to get up and I want you to sing in like two weeks. So I planned, I I sang Amazing Grace. At that time, I didn't have my own songs. I was shaking like a leaf, uh, scared to death. And this lady at the church, Pat, prayed for me because I was so scared. And as soon as I stopped singing, everybody was crying. All the men at the church, the pastors were like, you're anointed to sing. And they put me up as a worship leader right away. And so that's kind of where the journey started. Um, and then I started training a lot because even also prior to the anorexia, I also had to have vocal cord surgery and this is before moving. So it was like, almost like the devil or whatever you call it was trying to take my calling, my voice, even before it began. And I was a cheerleader in high school and my favorite all time artist is Prince, which I was devastated when he passed away. And I used to sing with him in the ba- in the bathroom, in the, in the basement of my house. And, you know, he screams and shouts and sings really high and I wasn't trained. And then also cheerleading. So I was working at Pizza Hut. I, I could tell that my voice was very hoarse. I asked my dad if I could go to the doctor. Of course, I was on his insurance. And we took me to an ear, nose and throat. And I had five vocal cord nodules on my vocal cords. Um, prior to knowing my calling was to sing and I decided to go through with the surgery. I had to be put under and they had to remove them, not knowing like two or three years later, I'd be moving to South Florida and, um, that would be my destiny. I mean, all the singers, Adele's had to cancel, All I mean, Whitney Houston, all of them have had, Celine Dion had to cancel tours because of that. But so that's how, that's why I knew like when I started singing at the church, I had to take you know i had the gift but i started training and it was through the training that i developed my you know vocal cord training skills and then i started songwriting god he started giving me songs it just it was like part of the whole journey um and there's i have hundreds of stories to share i mean i can't even begin to tell you but that that's kind of where it began
0: oh i love it amy tell us about your two uh, uh albums breath of angels and beautiful flower of life tell about those tell us about oh,
1: beautiful those. Fl- i have it right this is beautiful flower of life this one this one was released in june of 2008 my grandma passed away in december of 2007 and um he left me a little bit of you know inheritance and i and it was like because my grandma was a singer and i ended up singing in her funeral and I had terrible bronchitis. We had to fly in from Florida to Maryland. It was snowing. It was freezing. My dad immediately took me to the one of those Med Express. I, so they diagnosed me with full blown bronchitis, but I was able to sing by the grace of God. And um, I, I just, it was through that. And I know my grandma in heaven, you know, was encouraging me um, that I was able to release the first album. Um, the first album i like it was a process like i worked on songs here and there and i worked with a wonderful voice teacher norma norma mendoza who i'm still friends with and she's like you've got to set a goal you've got to you got to write it down we got to do it like a destiny board and you've got to release this album so i had all these songs and at that time social media wasn't really big i think i was only on myspace so i had already released some of them on myspace for people to hear and so it was through working with her that i released the full album i had a cd release party i did a concert so that's kind of where that began um but throughout the process like i have a song called make me a butterfly which you saw the video that song was from the first album it's become my signature song but i never did a video a real music video and so of all the songs that that I have, I said, I have to do it with that one. So it's actually been around for a while, it's just the video is new. So, but I had a lot of friends that I met on MySpace that had cancer, and of course, going through my own anorexia. You know, the song can it be interpreted however you like, but you know, I wrote the song for people that feel like they're trapped. It could be through illness, through mental illness, through stress, anything, and just to be kind of free. And so many people have written me, and I've sang it in so many places where you know people say it's like it touches them you know but it's it's god it's not me so and he gave me the song i was sitting at my job i was working as a secretary in a lumber yard and i that was a great job because i had my own office and i used to listen to like christian radio so i got uplifted and he he said joe told me if ever i have downtime i can do whatever i want So I was able, it was by the grace of God, I was able to be on my space. And one day he wasn't there and I was like, I had all the, and it just, the song came to me. It was like, so I, you know, I went to my producer, I worked with two, two major producers at that time and I sang exactly the lyrics, the melody, and then kind of all came together.
0: I love it. What would you say brings you the most joy in creating these songs?
1: Well, I, I think, making songs that help other people, inspire other people. You know, there was a time like where I struggle with, okay, should I go in the pop direction? Or You know, you know, you struggle, especially in your early days. And then I thought, no, I have to stay true to what my destiny is, What you know, and I'm so glad because um, even now, like people will write me and they'll say, you're so different, you know, you're so such a breath of fresh air, you know, like somebody wrote on my make me a butterfly video somebody wrote me the other day, like, God, we need more music like this. And I'm glad that I stuck to the direction that I'm going rather than try to go in this other direction. And I'll never forget. I was asked to sing in Cleveland, Ohio, which it was in December. It was cold, cold as anything. Um, I used to be on this radio station. Her name is Kimber and her husband, John, they were the DJs and they had grandchildren children that have this very rare genetic disease where they were in the Rainbow Babies Hospital, which is kind of like St. Jude, but it's called Rainbow Babies in Cleveland. And they were putting on a big like event and they loved my, I have a song called God's Special Angel that I wrote for sick um, handicapped special needs orphan children. And they said that song has helped our family through with our grand boys. So can, they flew me in, it was freezing cold. I'm talking like 10 below. It was like two weeks before Christmas. We were at the Agora Theater, which is like where all the rockers and rappers, and it's a very famous theater in in Cleveland, but more for rap and heavy metal and rock. But they rented out the front space because they kind of knew them and because they were DJs. And they had all these artists like rappers and rockers and pop, you know, and they wanted me to open. And I was so nervous, thinking everybody's going to make fun of me. I'm crying even thinking about it. When I got up on the stage, the total opposite thing happened. Like the rocker band was crying. I got off the stage, the guy like, you're real. And then the rappers were, and, they, and then Kimber and John called me because the Agora, all the people that work there, they're so used to that. They didn't even come out, but they said for some reason, when I started singing, they came out, like they were so touched. Like, so I I was so nervous, like thinking, oh, I'm going to be like the, the weird one of the group. And it ended up being... total opposite you know and so that God showed me that you stay true to who you are it works but I had these people God used me to have these people were crying like these hardcore rappers and this couple guys and the one guy in the rock band was like bawling like it was the anointing but I was like oh wow so and Kimber still to this day because we're friends on Facebook she said you were still you stole the show that night And I opened, thank God. So I had the whole rest of the time to just, you know, relax.
0: (laughs) So I I, I I'm Amy, it's just so amazing to realize all the lives that you touch with your music. I mean, that is so beautiful. Yeah, it is amazing.
1: I was like, people write me and I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm not like a big star or anything. But I say, I want to get to see a little bit of what it's like to be. You know, like somebody, you know, like a Celine, although I don't think Celine writes her own songs. And so for me, it's like, you know, I've always loved artists left love Prince or like artists that are original. And they really write from our like queen. I just went to see Bohemian Rhapsody, the, the queen. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Like, I want to be like who God created me to be. I don't want to be singing other people's songs or, you know, trying to sing cover songs. Every once in a while at a concert, I'll do a cover song. But, and it makes you feel so good that somebody says, Oh my gosh, your song. And that's a song that God gave me to, you know, sometimes even for myself, like I'm working on a song called Jesus sent me free to fly. It's not out. It'll be out next year. And I wrote that song, singing in the shower. So stressed out, like for myself, basically. And I said, and even when I sing it, like, it makes me cry. I love singing it because my producer and I've already started a portion of it, you know. Um, but, that, you know, then you realize, oh, cause this song could really, pe- other people could relate to this song. Kind of like Make Me a Butterfly or, you know, God's Special Angel or different songs.
0: Yes. So do these songs, like the one that came to you in the shower, do you? literally sit down and say, okay, I want to come up with a song today, or do these ideas and these words just come to you randomly?
1: They come to me randomly. <sighs> it's amazing. Like, I'll give you a story. I have a song called My Sweet Pea. I call my soon-to-be husband Sweet Pea. Um, and he, we were, because he loves music. He was signed with Sony when I met him. He's toured with Stevie B back in the 90s. So. He's a, police, he's a police officer now with Broward Sheriff, but um, I call him Sweet Pea. It's a pet name. He doesn't even mind. Even his deputy friends, they tease him. Sweet Pea. <laughs> and he was showing me this, uh, I can't remember the name of their are American Idol, people that maybe didn't win or The Voice. And they came together and they do vintage versions of pop songs. And it was so amazing. Like they take a Lady Gaga song and they'll do like a like a 1940s. And TC says to me, you should do a song like that, like an original song like that. The very next day he's sleeping because he has to work that night. And it just came to me like the, the chorus, My Sweet Pea. And I did, and I started singing in that style. And I met this amazing producer, Kiss Kitty. She's from London and she's blind, but she's a genius of music. She mm-hmm. can sit down. You know, she's like a Stevie Wonder. And she's also born with perfect pitch. Um, she worked with Michael Jackson when she lived in England. Like, she did some backup for one of Michael Jackson's songs. And I just felt like, like I worked with my main producer, Ben, but for some reason with that song, I felt like I was supposed to work with Kiss uh, I went to her house because she has a recording studio in her home, and she has a big grand piano, and I just sang it exactly, and she sat down, doo, 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 and she's in a band. So she said, well, I'm going to bring my drummer in. That song will be released next year. It's, people are going to be shocked. I'm singing in the Ella Fitzgerald style, but it's my song for TC, um, called "My Sweet P." And we did a music video, which has got Betty Boop in it. And so I don't limit myself. Like I, I write what I feel. I'm not saying I, I have to write a Christian song or I have to write this type of song. I just right? What I feel. And like with my, this album, my second album, breath of angels, which is more like a healing meditation. I was in my yoga class. I was extremely stressed. I'm in the class, Craig, my yoga teacher, he's like almost like a counselor when he, you know, and he just goes around the room now, just be, and don't worry. Like you just feel like you're almost in church or you're in counseling and I'm laying there. And at that time I was working on an album called paint me a rainbow, which was going to be more inspirational pop type stuff completely going in a different direction. And then the Lord spoke to me says, I want you to do a healing meditation album. But it was through that class that it just hit me. It's just like, that's how it hits me. You know, it's like, it's something that I get an idea or, you know, and now having Oreo, my dog, I want to do a song called my puppy love. And I also want to do that in vintage style, you know, but I I have to be inspired and it it just comes through inspiration through anything It could be
0: through anything. Oh, how special those songs are, Amy. I mean, how special and unique. Thank you so much <laughs> you sharing your inspiration and your beauty and that coming through you and doing you know so much for so many people. I mean music, music heals us in so many ways. It, really- oh, it
1: does. I, I have a couple of stories to share, um, in regards to like at events that I sang at, and not really about me, but more about like what God showed me through people. I I suffered through cystic acne really bad in my twenties and thirties. You can't tell now, but you know because I'm not breaking out now. But and it was really hard for me, and so I kind of had this thing where I could relate to people with like skin diseases. I'd watch the, like the discovery channel. I start crying, you know, um, I had to sing for this event. I was breaking out. I was very discouraged and I didn't want to be there. And all of a sudden I get there and the guy that came out to help me literally had no eyes. Like his eyes were like, they had the skin over them. I was like, okay. So I go in the bathroom. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I just sang. Everybody was touched, whatever. And I I cried, like, before I even sang, I I thought, oh, wow. So as on the way out, because he's helping me take all the equipment out and everything, and and he said, oh, I had developed cancer in my eyes. And they said they didn't take out my eyes. He was so happy. I was like, wow. So that really was like, I was like telling, well, I was broken out. And and then God sent you before me. Then I was singing for an American Cancer Society event. And I used to do a lot of charity events and sing. I sang at children's hospitals in Chicago, actually. I sang in Chicago. But um, I was singing at this American Cancer Society. And at the end of the day, I had like a God special angel table. At that time, I don't even think I had my first album out. I just had the song God's special angel and stuff like that. And this Jewish lady, her son was special needs, which I have a big heart for special needs and she said well he wants to help you clean up your table and he was like so happy to do this and she said oh he loves to help people Well, he's sitting there it's like 10 o'clock at night he's cleaning up my table and he's like so thankful and happy to do this and I started bawling because even talking because I said the Lord showed me that this is what I see is great the world sees like movie stars or big singers or big athletes is great But this is what I see as great. So I ran over, I'm like crying, ran over to his parents and I started showing, telling them, and of course they're Jewish and I'm a Christian. And um, she said, I know exactly what God is showing you because, you know, she was the one that overcame cancer. So she starts telling me that he served her when she was, had her chemo and how he brought her soup and oh. Whoa. so that's another and then at my church when I said and this is hundred I want to write a book kind of about this and then at my church you know I was the worship leader and I there was one Wednesday night I didn't want to go I was in a very bad mood and I said this is all fake you know like when you go to church you have to be praise the Lord you know <laughs> I'm driving yeah. to church and I'm like God I don't want to sing tonight I'm like I don't want to talk to anybody so I went there with this kind of attitude where i'll just get up on the stage i'll sing you know be there whatever so i i was waiting to before service started and all of a sudden there was a mental institute behind our church and this girl maribel who's, you know i don't know what was wrong she had some kind of mental condition but she would come with greasy hair and dandruff and she had stuff like tore up shoes and stuff on her dress and she would get up and just really worship god she would try to ask for money from people and stuff but, you know so we knew something was wrong so you didn't yeah and she brought her friend from the Middle institute who was like a, a forrest gump that's what i exactly like a forrest gump then he had his bible and they come over to me and of course i told god on the way i don't want to talk to anybody but for some reason i just felt like i wanted to talk to them okay it's like so hard to say and i i just said well you know, what happened, you know, in your life? And they started telling me and he's like, well, when I was a little boy, my mom was on drugs and tore me and put me upside down and gave me brain damage. And then she starts telling me like, when I was in school, people would beat me up and call me a nerd and tell me I was ugly. And oh, I mean, i like just like I'm doing now. I mean, I lost it. So we had to go up, we had to go up for prayer. And I'm like, and I had to sing like all the solos. And they're like telling me, I wish I could sing like you. Cause that's what brought them to me. Cause they wanted to tell me they love my voice mm-hmm. and, and uh, they were holding me up at the front of prayer. I couldn't even, I couldn't even stand up. They're like, not even upset. They're like, why are you crying? Cause I was more feeling their pain in a way. And mm-hmm. then I got up on the stage, the music, you know, the drummer and you know, all the band was playing. I couldn't even sing. I'm like sobbing, like sobbing, like to the point where you couldn't even control it. And I, and finally about 10 minutes in of me just crying and the music just going, they had, the pastor just brings me off the stage. He wasn't mad. It was just something that, so the Lord had showed me to take all my Easter money. My parents used to send me money at, when they lived in Maryland and I went out and got her new clothes. And oh, so it's like, <laughs> oh. so these are like, I have hundreds of stories like that.
0: Oh, I oh, I love it. So it's love really it. Really
1: beyond the music, actually.
0: It um, really is. And Amy, can you share with everyone, please, your website and how they can reach you and and, and buy your albums? Um.
1: Well, my web. If you Google Amy Barbera, it's A M Y B A R B E R A. Yeah. My website's the top. It's AmyBarbera.com. And I'm on everything: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube channel. Uh, Google plus, uh, everything, <laughs> everything, all my music's on CD baby, Spotify, Amazon. Um, what else? Oh God, there's so many CD baby, Amazon, iTunes. So I have about 40, some songs and two, two full albums and then some digital, you know, a lot of digital stuff that I haven't done on an album, but there's, you can buy it down, download it stuff. So. Yeah. so I'm crying. I'm sitting here like, Oh, I wasn't planning this. But um, I, wanted to, I wanted to share beyond like the music because I wanted people to know because like that it's not really necessarily about me. It's about these people.
0: Yeah. And we, we have just a few minutes left in the show. What share that message. What last message do you want to give everyone today, Amy?
1: Well, I just think it's, you know, to be like, be aware of other people around you, what they're going through, whatever gift you have, you know, we all have our own gifts to you know and also what i'm learning god this has been a year of god just teaching me to be a servant and i've been taking care of my sick mother i've been i have to go over and bathe her tonight after and um it's not always easy you know and i think you know just serving other people and using your gift to help other people is i think the main message i,
0: I mean because yeah, yeah we all have our own beautiful unique gifts and i i love that you worked in a restaurant i was a former restaurant owner and in that restaurant for 27 years and you know just feel I have a server's heart I loved it and we we get great joy in serving others and doing it for others don't we
1: yes yes much And this has been a big year with me oh, God's doing me with my mother with the dog I have a couple friends that are sick and you know it's it's hard sometimes because you're you know you have your own life but then you think well I, you know i really need to this is what I, my mom took care of me and now i should take care of her and it's, it's the right thing to do
0: yes yes so. well i am so excited about your albums i'm so excited about all the new things is there any other new projects that you didn't share with us that you'd like to before we say goodbye yes for
1: christmas i'm a christmas, christmas fanatic and i'm recording now um we're doing uh like a medley kind of like a med mashup medley of oh come all you faithful and oh come let us and, hark the herald angels sing and Oh come all you faithful which will come out in christmas probably in december sometime i have a whole bunch of christmas songs up online i have three original christmas songs and then i have you know i've done the uh, silent night and uh, have yourself a merry little christmas um eventually i want to do a full real christmas album that's like a real album like this but meantime i have about eight songs christmas and i'll have another one this year that'll be coming so. i love it i love it oh. and then the, the jesus sent me free to fly and the sweet pea song which is already done the song the video is done i just i always wait for the right time to release anything i never rush and so that'll come out next year too
0: oh i love that title sweet pea that, my I-
1: sweet it's so funny because people will be like i call my dog sweet pea or i call my child sweet pea mm-hmm. That's, you know, so it's going to be a song that people are going to interpret it for whoever they love or whoever they call sweet pea
0: oh amy i just want to give you a heartfelt thank you for all the lives that you touch
1: well thank you and you too oh. and you're so sweet and nice
0: and, and to all our listeners out there love hugs and blessings thank you for joining us.